It's a beautiful day and a fine time for healing. Podcast host Randy Fine, a narcissistic abuse expert and the author of the groundbreaking book Close Encounters of the Worst Kind and the captivating memoir Cliff Edge Road, invites you into her sanctuary, a place where your physical, emotional, and spiritual well-being are all that matter. So put your feet up, relax, and enjoy today's show. And now, here's Randy. Good morning. Thank you for tuning in to listen to A Fine Time for Healing. I am your show host, Randy Fine, and uh, I am currently hmm, kind of underwater here. (laughs) I live in South Florida, and we got a lot of rain. My entire court is flooded. The lake behind my, uh, behind my house is almost uh, up to the house. So, um, yeah, we're waiting. We're hoping it'll go down soon. But uh, that's just a, we- a little bit of a weather report. And I also want to remind you that I do have a mobile app called Narcissistic Abuse Awareness. And um, I urge you to go there and uh, get the app. Leave me a good review so other people will know that you like it, and I hope you will like it, and um, that's pretty much all the housekeeping I have today. Can you imagine saying a simple sentence and feeling how fear, anger, or shame being pulled out of your system have the causes of pain and sorrow stop hurting? Before you leave today, today's special guest, Doctors Jonathan and Laurie Weiss will teach you how to use three magic sentences to dissolve the worries that keep you awake at night. In fact, you'll start using the process during our conversation. Laurie and Jonathan, Ph.D. Weiss, practitioners of today's topic, Logosynthesis, have found a way to do that. Over 60,000 people have embraced their wisdom. As stress relief experts, psychotherapists, coaches, and marriage counselors, they have been helping clients reclaim life, energy, and find joy in life for over four decades, and they have taught professionals in 13 countries. Logosynthesis, and we're going to learn more about it when they come on, uh, is an amazing new system of healing and guided change It uses the manifesting power of words and phrases to resolve negative beliefs, to let go of fear and trauma, and to lift the burden of grief or physical pain. It is new, easy to learn, and spiritually based. It uses the power of words and the healing qualities of essence to help you get unstuck from the things that push your buttons. We all have those buttons. (laughs) The Weisses know firsthand about overcoming fear. They have walked on hot coals, gone indoor skydiving for the first time for Jonathan's 70th birthday, and when um, Laurie was 67, and she learned zip lining at age 75. So these are very, very courageous, energetic people. They have repeatedly risked their marriage, and their business in order to keep their commitment to their own and each other's growth. Dr. Laurie has authored 13 books that make complex professional information accessible to anyone. 
The Weisses live and work in Littleton, Colorado. They are the only certified master logosynthesis practitioners in the United States. So we are really, really lucky to have them today. Uh, so, and I know you want to meet them, so let's begin. Good morning, Laurie. Good morning, Jonathan. And welcome. Good morning, Randy. Good morning. It's a pleasure to be here, Randy. That, that, was, that was a pretty stunning introduction. <laughs> well, you deserve it. And listen, I got it from you. I got it from your, your website and um, information that you provided. So, uh, because this is all new to me, as I was telling you, logosynthesis is not something that I have heard of, and I don't know how mainstream it is in the United States. Um, I read about oh, it in a book not, somewhere. Not at least. Hardly okay. anybody knows about it. <laughs> it, it originated well, in Switzerland. Okay. Um, and that's great, you know. So I always like to introduce my listeners to new topics, new ideas, and I'm really, really specific with how I do that. So um, this just fits right in. I'm so excited to talk about it. How, what made the two of you go forth and learn logosynthesis? Let, let me tell this story, okay? Oh, go for it. All right. Um, first of all, we learned about it before we learned it. And we learned about it and we completely dismissed it. We said, you know, this, this is just, it doesn't make any sense at all. So it's something our weird friends are doing. So... <laughs> That's fine, but experiential learning is the best kind. And one time, we were with some friends, and we were in Montreal in a Mexican restaurant because they wanted to be there. I don't like hot food, and I, have a, I can't even eat it. My body rejects it. I cough immediately. And so I was promised that I would get good food at a quiet restaurant that I could eat. And we were there, and at first it was quiet, but the food that they promised me was too hot to eat, so I sent it back. And that happened twice. And while that was happening, everybody else was eating. The restaurant was filling up with loud families and with mariachis. Trumpet mariachis, not just guitar. (laughs) Now, Now... I, I imagine that you've talked about highly sensitive people. I am oh, one. Oh, most, most of my listeners are, are empaths and highly sensitive people, oh. absolutely. So we're right okay. with you, Laurie. All right. So here I am. I can't get anything to eat. I'm very, very hungry. Um, this place is just overwhelming me. And I... I have all kinds of tools to keep calm, but they're not working. So as people are paying the bill, I'm still hungry, but I excuse myself and go out in the parking lot. This happened about 11 years ago. And I go out there, and I do what I know how to do, and I breathe deeply, and I do some tapping, and I'm pretty calm by the time one of my friends comes out, who happens to be a psychiatrist. And he comes out, and... He asked me what happened, and I told him. And he said, are you okay? And I said, yes, because I thought I was. And he said, will you try something with me? I said, okay. You know, we're standing there in the parking lot, and I said, repeat these words. 
so I repeated the words, and all of a sudden I felt this amazing sense of relaxation and peace that I just I couldn't believe it. Uh, and it was like I said, "Is that what you've been talking about?" He said, "Yeah." You know, did you do that to me? Yeah, I did. And I was like, "Oh, well, that's different." And I was I was hooked right then. It was to, I had to learn it. So that's what happened. So tell us about um, where logosynthesis originated. So the the originator is a, a Swiss Dutch psychologist named Willem Lammers, L A M M E R S, and he's one of these senior European psychologists uh, who's trained in everything, trained in, in great depth in everything, and he was called in to consult with uh, another psychologist uh, for a, a case with a woman who was sort of paralyzed. Emotionally, from having an accident, uh, she had fallen down the stairs, and she was just almost catatonic. She couldn't do anything. She couldn't function very well. And he was work, working with with the two of them to see what what he could do. And at one point, she said something to him. That's it's a Dutch idiom, and it translates to "I'm standing next to my shoes." And he says that when she said that. He had some sense of something energetic near her, and he just suggested spontaneously that she take her energy back from it. She did. She did that and suddenly burst into tears and started actually experiencing the emotion of of the uh, of the trauma that she'd had, and the rest of the rest of the problem seemed to seem to dissolve. And so he went back and started thinking about what what did he do that seemed to have an effect. And the two things were he used words, made a suggestion, and he talked to her about energy. And he's developed this whole process of thinking of people and, and what goes on with them in terms of energy. And in his in that system, energy is either flowing or it's stuck. And if it's stuck, we're having trouble functioning in one way or another. And it either belongs to you or it doesn't belong to you. You can take in energy from other people. And so he developed this system of using the the well-known power of words to actually move energy within a person's system, to release energy that's bound and to free it up. And the more freed up the energy is, the more in touch with our basic essence we get. And it goes the other way around, too. The more we're in some kind of trauma the less we're in touch with our basic essence. And his real discovery and the development of the system has been about using the power, the simple power of words to to move energy, to have that impact. I'd like to add something to that. Yeah. Um, that is that he started developing the process, and then he shared it with professional friends. And as he shared it, it developed more and more deeply, and people have worked with it, uh, professionals have worked with it for the last 10 or 11 years, or 15 years actually, we've been doing it for 11, and helped develop it. So it's not just the ideas of, of one person, it's the ideas and experimentation of a whole developing professional community. 
most of which is in Europe. He would come over to Halifax, Nova Scotia, once a year to do some training. The, the training was sponsored by the friends who introduced us to it. They're from Halifax. And that's where we went to get our training from him. So you've used this hundreds of times, thousands of times on your patients? I'd, I'd say hundreds. Hundreds, thousands. I, I can't tell. Somebody asked me the other day to, how many articles I had written, and I said, um, I don't know. And so she asked me to go count them. And I started counting them, and oh, you know, one a week over a lot of years adds up. It was, yeah. So I use it several times every day in, well, 10, 11 years, and I've used it with all kinds of clients, and I've written about it. So I don't know how many times. It adds up. Well, oh, one I'll of the interesting done. things is, is that almost immediately after we had our basic training uh, in the, in the process, we were on we were on a cruise, an internet marketers cruise, and we made an announcement uh, to to our to our colleagues that we had this bright shiny new hammer and we were looking for nails to practice on. So if anybody had any kind of problem emotionally, you know, come come talk to one of us and let's see what we can do. Give us a chance to practice. And you know, one of the things about the process is the worst case scenario is that nothing happens. So we weren't worried about doing any harm. And we had a number of very positive experiences with people on the cruise, somebody afraid of being seasick and somebody afraid of falling over. Uh, oh, that that was really fun. You want to hear the story, Randy? Sure. <laughs> okay. Um, somebody was uh, – we, we, we were sailing away, and everybody was leaning over the railing on this um, cruise ship. You know, railings hit about chest high. And she was kind of holding back. And I said, you know, here, there's a place for you. And she said, no. And I said, what's wrong? Well, I'm afraid of falling overboard. Well, to fall overboard in a cruise ship would take a whole lot of work. You have to climb. And so I I told her, I I said, "I, I think maybe I could do something about that. And later on that that evening at a cocktail party, we go over into a corner, and I said, you know, let's try it. And so we said the three sentences, and she said to me, oh, I, I guess I have a, a, broken, um, gyroscope. A, a, a broken gyroscope. And so we said some more words about fixing the gyroscope, you know, they're taking the energy out of the broken gyroscope. And she looked at me and she said, oh, now I can go on escalators too. And wow. her fear had completely dissolved. It was it was completely gone, and for the rest of the time, she was doing things that she had never done before, had not done for years and years and years. And I was completely flabbergasted because I didn't know what I was doing but the words work. So that that was another way of convincing me that I have to go further with this and I have to keep learning. So um, 
what are the words, and do you know how they work, or you just know that they do? Um, we, we just know that they do. There are some theories about how. Yeah, one one theory is metaphysical, the other is neurological. The, the truth is we don't know. The, the issue mm-hmm. is that most psychotherapy, until fairly recently, has been all about stories. It's about stories and symptoms. Stories and symptoms and what happens and listening to the stories and feeling the feelings from the stories and things like that. And this is locosynthesis isn't about stories at all. It's about energy. And so it's almost looking like a different looking at a different map. If you have a phone if you've ever switched between a driving map and a walking map, you get a totally different picture. And so usually we were using a walking map, and all of a sudden we switched to a driving map. And it's like all of those little things that we used to pay attention to just are irrelevant. A simple way to, to describe it is that most therapy talks about people's feelings. Well, feelings, emotions, are reactions to something. And logosynthesis focuses on what is it a reaction to. And use the, we use the sentences and the three sentences to take the energy out of what it's a reaction to. And the reaction goes away because there's nothing to trigger it. Uh, a, a, a simple example, a case example from mine, I saw a young woman who uh, was was on the verge of having the divorce conversation with her husband when he got mugged and was in a coma in the hospital. And she was, you know, pretty much paralyzed. She couldn't take any action about anything. And I asked her what was the worst part of it. She said, the image of him lying there helpless in the hospital bed. That's what was triggering all of her emotional reactions, was that was that image. So we did the sentences to take the energy out of that image. And she didn't even show up for her next appointment. I called her, and she told me all the things she was busy taking care of and doing and all the people she was talking to and all the problems that she was solving. I mean, she got her energy back just from dissolving mm-hmm. the trigger that was producing all the negative reactions. I, I don't want to pretend we're not going to give you the sentences. We are. And <laughs> and, and not only that, I'm, I have something for your listeners so that they can get the sentences for themselves. So okay. um, <clears throat> this, is, this is not a, a scam. This is not it, – it's available. It's just a okay, little – Okay, great. We're, yeah, we're just doing the background and just doing some okay. evidential – Stuff and yeah, yeah, okay, I get it. Yeah, and then we're going to do it. Then we're going to actually use this. Um, you know, it it does. I I can understand why you were skeptical of this. It sounds too good to be true. But you know, um, EMDR is something that works, and nobody knows why. So um, eye movement sensitivity, and, it, sensitive, and it's way more complicated. Than this is. <laughs> yeah, it EMDR is way more. Is complicated. Way more yeah. Right, and so, it turns so, out that two years ago, uh, Willem Lammers, Dr. Lammers, got the award for innovation 
from the energy psychologist, the energy psychologists from that organization. Mm-hmm. And that's incredible. Um, it, that it's very it's re- closely related to EMDR, but nobody knows nobody really understands what's mm-hmm. going on. Right, and it now, absolutely you worked, seems too good. To be true. It does. Okay. Right. Have you worked with with veterans? Not, we have not specifically, we, but somebody we, else has. Yeah, we we have tried a bit, and it's it's a kind of a closed system, based on evidence based uh, processes, and we don't have those in any scientific kind of way. So. Uh, we're not particularly welcomed into that community. But there is a woman in mm-hmm. Canada who has worked That's extensively true. with veterans, and it's very impactful there. I'll bet. So we hope yeah. it will. I'll we hope it will be. We've worked with all kinds of trauma. Let, let me give you another image to, to sort of describe this. You know, if somebody steps on your foot and you say, "Ow, that hurts! Get off my foot." You've reacted to the negative thing with your own energy, and you've reacted fully and put energy out there, and that will take care of it. You know, they'll get off your foot. You know, your 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 reaction to the, the, the trauma will dissipate. But if, for example, they step on your foot and then threaten you with further harm if you say anything, then your energy gets stuck. You don't get to fully express it. And this mm-hmm. happens to us over and over again in the process of growing up. Something happens that we have a reaction to, and we're not, for one reason or another, not able to fully express it or get it witnessed or responded to. And it, become, it becomes a, a source of frozen energy. Uh, the image I use is, is like rocks in your backpack. It takes some of your energy to carry it around. You can still do, your, do what you do in the world, but with not a, the fullest energy that you have available because you're carrying around this extra weight. And what this process does is take those rocks out and dissolve them and free up your energy. Beautiful. Um, I have a caller. I don't know if they're just calling in to listen, but let's just see um, if this caller has a question. Good morning. Are you calling to speak with Laurie or Jonathan? Or just listen? I guess just listen. Okay. <laughs> okay. Sometimes people do that. All right. Okay. So, um, well, I'm kind of sold, but I'm curious as to um, what this procedure is like. Okay. okay. We could do a demonstration, and we can do okay. it in a way that your listeners can participate. Okay. Sounds great. Will you do it, John? Yeah, I'll go ahead and do it. So, in, in this case, I'm going to give you something to focus on. Ordinarily, we work with what what the person brings in to focus on. Uh, but for okay. the purpose of the exercise, I've got to give something for everybody. So I want you to think of a person that you have a problem with or that you have had a problem with or that maybe you expect to have a problem with. And just imagine that that person is in the room with you right now. What I want you to first of all notice is where are they located in the room? Are they right in front of you? Are they over by the door? Are they up at the ceiling? Are they, you know, full body or just their face? 
you hear their voice, and just imagine that presence in the room right now with you. And notice that, that you have a reaction to their presence. And I want you to just imagine on a scale of 1 to 10, give it a number for the degree of discomfort or distress or charge that you have in response to this, the presence of the person in the room. And just keep that number to yourself. We'll check with you later. Without a visual cue, I'm going to assume that you've done that. Now, what we're going to do is I'm going to give you three sentences, one at a time, and I'm going to say it in short phrases so that you don't have to remember the whole thing. And what you are to do is to simply repeat out loud exactly what I say to you, exactly the same words. You don't have to understand them. You don't have to believe them. You don't have to know what they mean. You don't have to figure out how they fit in with whatever else you know. Just what you do is simply say the words out loud and notice what, if anything, happens. I'll repeat them out loud so that, that people can speak along with me. Oh, okay. I understand. All right. So you're doing it as well. Mm-hmm. All right. So and, and, Randy, you do it as well just so you can see as what well. happens. Okay, so here's the first sentence. I retrieve all of my own energy. I retrieve all of my own I retrieve energy. all of my own energy. Bound up in this perception. Bound up in this perception. Bound up in this perce- perception. Of this person. Of this person. Of this person. And I take it to the right place in myself. And I take it to the right place and in myself. And I take myself. it to the right place in myself. Okay, just sit with that for a moment or two. Notice what happens, if anything. You don't have to know what the right place is or how to take it. Let the words work. Let me know if you're ready to move on. I'm ready. Okay, here's the second sentence. I remove all of the non-me energy. I remove all of the non-me I remove all of the non-me energy. Related to this perception of this person. Related to this perception. Related to this perception of this person. I remove that energy from all of my cells. I remove that energy from all of my cells. I remove that energy from all of my cells. From all of my body. From all of my body. From all of my body. And from my personal space. And from my personal space. And from my personal space. And I send it to wherever it truly belongs. And I send it to wherever it and truly belongs. And I send it to where it truly belongs. Okay, just sit with that for a moment. Let the words work. You don't have to know where it belongs or how to send it. I'm ready. Okay, here's the third sentence. I retrieve all of my own energy. 
I retrieve all of my own energy. I retrieve all of my own energy. Bound up in all of my reactions to this perception. Bound up in all of Bound my up in all of my reactions to this perception. Of this person. Of this person. Of this person. And I take it to the right place in myself. And I take it to the right and place. And I take it to the right place in myself. Okay. Sit with that. Okay. So what did you notice, Randy? So I noticed the anxiety going down. It went from about eight to about a five, down to about okay. a three. But the other thing I noticed is that the image disappeared. I couldn't hold on to it. Uh-huh. So uh, yeah, I, you know, I was visualizing the person, and okay. each time we did the sentence, that person sort of disappeared a little more and more and more until uh-huh. I couldn't visualize the person at all. Uh-huh. That, okay. That's a fairly common reaction. If your mm. listeners would like to call in and tell us what they experienced, we'd be happy to talk about that, too. We can go on in the meantime. Okay. Let me just check with this caller. Hi, okay. I'm just checking with you to see if you wanted to um, to talk with Laurie and Jonathan. Were you just listening? Okay. All right. The person doesn't want to talk. All right. So callers, anybody okay. that's listening live, you can call in and, and you can try this on your issue, your particular issue. Okay. okay. Some, so something just to, just notice that, that kind of validates the process. Is it when you had an eight reaction to the image of the person? The person's not there. We have emotional <laughs> reactions to things that aren't real. Wow. But they're they're real in our in our personal space and because they have frozen energy attached to them. And this process seems to take that energy away. And are the sentences the same with every client? Yes, that's, well, that's the basic procedure. The, the sentences okay. are the same, but there's a space in the middle. And what goes in the middle is whatever it is that is triggering the specific reaction that we're talking about. In, the, in this case, it was the image of, of a person. Okay. It doesn't have to be that. It can be whatever... You know, Lori's got a whole chapter in her book about you know different different things you can put in that space that pe- that people have put in. So um, these are what you call I, I, targets. Targets is that? Well, um, it, it, it was when I wrote the book. It was called target, and I like that term. But since then, in the larger community. They refer to it as the trigger. Um, the, for me, the trigger is what the incident is. So if it is um, a, a picture of uh, a picture of somebody who abused you, that's a that's a frequent trigger. 
or and somebody I was working with yesterday, it turned out to be piles of stuff in his mother's bedroom, just the image of moving those piles of stuff. Sometimes it is a thought that you have, and sometimes the thought is, um, I can't do this, or the thought is... Um, it, it can be a memory, it can be a scene, it can be an event, it can be a belief. Whatever it is, when you think of that, it triggers a cascade of emotions. And that is that trigger is what I put in the sentence, and I called it that trigger, the target, because it's the target of, what, of the sentence. So it's a little and bit I just confusing. wanted to read through. I just wanted to read through a few of them that I, I think everybody will be able to relate to. Um, okay. His voice saying, "I'm selfish." My mother's voice telling me I should be doing something different. The danger that I remember probably being molested as a child. The belief that I don't deserve to accomplish what I want to. My stepfather calling me fat at age twelve. So these are just some examples, the sense that I'm toxic. I mean, there's so many that you've got 50 of them in here. Um, so these are just some of the things that would go in between. And how do you determine that, what goes in between? Basically by conversation with the person about what, what their distress, what is it that distresses them. And not only that, um, when I do this myself, and it's, it, this is very good for working by yourself. That's that's why I wrote the book, Letting It Go, so that people could do it by themselves, because most of the material that was out there was for professionals. Um, I, I remember one particular incident when I was doing it by myself, and this was um, at the end of a day when somebody had been very nasty to me, and I kept thinking of stuff that I should have said back and how wrong that person was. And he was occupying a great deal of my time and energy at that time. And I thought, well, this is silly. Why am I carrying him around? So I did the sentences using the memory of what he said to me as my as my trigger. And as I did that, what came up was something I had not thought about in at least 60 years which was somebody who had bullied me when I was in fifth grade. I even remembered her name. It was Betty. And I did the sentences again using Betty as the target, using the memory of Betty bullying me. And by the time I was finished, I'd forgotten about everything. Man was no longer anywhere near my memory. Just gone, and I was going about my business. So you can start almost anywhere, right? And And that answers, you know, what I was thinking. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. No, you go ahead. You go ahead. So that that answers what I was thinking because what I was thinking to myself is, well, many people who have suffered trauma in their life are not in touch with. Some, some people don't remember. Some people have put it behind a wall. They, they have no access to it. So what you're doing is you're starting from the top symptom and okay, going yeah. through the process, 
right? And then that opens up the doors to if, the truth. If there are doors to be opened, we don't have any assumptions about that. It's not okay. unusual that where we start goes to something deeper and from the past, but it's also not not required or not necessarily expected. It can be just it can just get handled on the surface. Uh, I, I use it to get rid of songs stuck in my head. <laughs> don't don't have to go any deeper than that. Take my energy out of this tune. That's so funny. Yeah, yeah. Anything that really aggravates us, right? So that we yeah. can move forward right. in our day. Or yeah. anything that uh, we're stuck with. I have a recurrent belief, uh, particularly during this lockdown uh, time, during this COVID time, that food will solve all my problems. And I can make that belief go away for a long time, but it comes back. So when I find myself going to the refrigerator over and over again when I'm not hungry, I say the sentences using this belief that food will solve my problems. And then I go and do something else, and a few weeks later or a few months later, I find myself saying it again. Now, sometimes you never have to say it again. That very first experience I had with the noise, I have found that I have been able to be in noisy environments since then and not be nearly as sensitive. I can just breathe through them and tolerate them no big deal when I was completely shocked that that went away and I used to be overwhelmed on airplanes just just from the noise and the intensity and that went away I forgot to be upset so you never exactly know what's going to happen Yeah, I mean, for for me, I mean, obviously there's many things, um, not obviously, but you guys wouldn't know that, but, you know, there's many things that are issues with me. But one of the things is that traveling is very difficult for me because energetically I don't adapt to new spaces very well. So when I go away somewhere, I don't feel well Um, physically, emotionally, you know, I just spiritually, I don't feel well. So this would work really well for you. You could try doing the sentences about this new environment. Mm. Or or this belief that I'm going to feel bad when I travel. Right. Right. And, you know, and I had hypnosis for that. Yeah, I had hypnosis for that belief. And it relieved it a little bit, you know, but not it didn't go away. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's not always clear what what the real target is. I, I don't want I don't want to say real target. That's not a that's not a useful, very, useful good target. use of the word. U- useful trigger. Yeah, mm-hmm. one thing leads to another, and you know so when we're working with someone, we're listening to where the charge is and what they're saying. They can be telling a long story, and somewhere in the middle of the story, they say, you know. A, this brick wall, you know, and they say it a little mm. bit louder and they go on with the story. And we come back and do this process about the image of a brick wall and all sorts of things start to... Re- you still there? Yes, I'm listening to you. Okay, we, okay, we heard, we heard a yeah. strange sound. We're still, we're still good. Yeah, I don't know. I, I didn't hear it, so... Um, 
So do most people, um, are most people relieved from the issue after one session? It depends um, on what the issue is. Um, I, I worked one time with a woman who had been in an extremely traumatic um, incident with a grandchild and uh, being attacked by an animal. Oh, my gosh. And it, it was it was just um, and what in, what it involved we and she came in from out of town it was a single incident it was a single thing and um, that was resolved at first she said oh no I'm fine you know it's just all about him and at the end she had softened and she had shed tears one of the things we didn't mention is that sometimes people have all of different reactions to hearing, to going through the sentences. Um, it can be absolutely nothing. It can be, you know, I, nothing happened. I didn't notice anything. And big changes happen three yeah, days later. Yeah, they forget they had the problem. Or it can be physical reactions, shaking, um, sweating, yawning, all kinds of stuff. And you, we never know in advance and it's just energy moving or not it may not move until later so we just don't know and i think i lost my place where did i start <laughs> um i was asking you if it took one session and and you were saying talking oh. about the woman who with the you know the child grandchild okay. and yeah so okay that took one session but there are other people with whom it took much longer. Um, my first experience with it taking a really short time, well, of course, the escalator thing, but was with a young woman, a 17-year-old, who had just revealed that she had been sexually abused by a family member for a period of years that had stopped when she was 11, but she'd never told anybody. And Basically, the work that I did with her with Logosynthesis handled that in two sessions. We had six sessions that were dealing with other things, but that was basically handled in two sessions, and I was completely astonished. So, But it can go much longer. It really depends. Okay. Okay, and like you said, sometimes it's not immediate, but then you feel it um, a few days later. Depends on how long yeah. it takes that energy to move. Why did he and, name and this logo synthesis? I'm curious about the name. So logo has to do with the, the word. It's particularly focused on the power of the word. And so logo is, what is it, Latin or Greek for word. Oh, okay. And so it's putting things together with words. Do you know the word abracadabra? Yes. It's it's actually ancient Aramaic, and it means I create by speaking. Really? Yeah. So huh. it's, it's been known for a long time that words have a lot of power. I mean, if you think about it, you know, look around the room and everything you see originated from somebody saying a word that, you know, let there be this book 
let there be, you know. Mm. The Bible begins with let there with the word. Wow. So interesting. Yeah. Hmm. So interesting. Yeah. So um Can I take a minute, Randy, and uh, tell your listeners about something that they can get very easily that has the sentences and that they can get start used to get started with this process? Of course. Okay. Um, on my website, which is my name, laurieweiss.com, L-A-U-R-I-E-W-E-I-S-S.com, as soon as you get there, there is a free program called Release Worry Starting Now. And if you sign up for that, you can get the program over seven days and in about ten minutes a day, you can find the trigger of what's what's causing the worry and practice with the sentences and learn how to go on from there because then it tells you about how to get my book, Letting It Go, which is available on Amazon. Right, um, and, right and, it's a, and you do walk us through the process. I have it in my hands, Letting It Go. Um, and there's at some point... You have them drink water. What is the what is the purpose of drinking the water? When moving energy, water helps. Okay. And that's been known for a long time. I mean, every time you um, do something in almost any kind of uh, meditation or any kind of energy work, somebody says, "Drink some water. It'll it'll help." And it does. Nobody knows exactly why. I guess it gets things flowing more easily. So uh, you both were—you both have been trained scientifically. Um, you've had a lot of—you know—you've had a lot of training in psychology, and this is all energetic. Scientist. Yeah. You—you you, what? You were scientist? I was even a science teacher. Oh, a science teacher. Okay, there we go. So long, embracing, something, embracing something that is completely energetic, how hard was that for you to wrap your head around? I did not wrap my head around it. There, my, there, my head does not believe in it even now. There, there is a quote from <laughs> the science fiction author Robert Heinlein who says, don't worry about the theory as long as the machine works. Oh, wow. And this machine seems to work. There, there is a neurological. Uh, I don't want to say explanation, but neurological formulation of what goes on, and that has to do with things that get stored in the amygdala of the brain, mm-hmm. which is it, which seems to store traumatic kinds of things, and is constantly scanning for danger. And when it perceives any kind of danger, it goes into a reaction. And there's, there's, if you use the image of there's a library of all the things that happened. This is like 1984. It, the words take something out of the library and throw it away, so it's no longer in there. So it's, the amygdala no longer triggers a reaction to that particular one. There may be another one similar to it right next to it that may take some further work. But that, that's the, uh, and apparently from people who study neurology, 
that's a sensible explanation for for the mechanics of how this thing works neurologically. The the other the other explanation is metaphysical, which is that any kind of trauma helps disconnect us from our true essence, and that relieving that trauma brings us back to that connection. So it's taught in some ways as a spiritual practice. Well, I like that because I'm very spiritual and I'm very much into energy, and um, so this makes a lot of sense to me on that level. What about um, a lot of the clients that I work with have ruminating thoughts, so they get they get um, stuck in a process of thinking, and that keeps them in this cycle that makes brings tremendous anxiety to them. So, how would this what work would for ruminating about, thoughts? What we would talk about is what happened just before you started ruminating. And usually people can identify it. Well, you know, I smelled that smell. Or um, the bicycle just went by in front of me. Or I thought one particular thought and then triggered all the others. And then we use whatever the trigger was, whether it was the bicycle or the smell or the thought, as the trigger in the sentences. It usually dissolves the thought, the ruminating thoughts. I, I have a client who has something similar that she calls anxiety attacks, and she couldn't identify any particular source or whatever, so I did the sentences with her about this belief that I have anxiety. And she had this huge body reaction to doing the sentences about that. I haven't had a chance to talk with her since then to see if what, if anything, has changed. But it definitely had an impact at the time. So, now, how many again, we, we were exploring, we're listening. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, go ahead. Right, I was going to say, so, you know, I'll, it would be difficult to get it right, to get the target or the trigger right every time. So... Um, how many attempts will you make to um, reach that trigger or, you know, or whatever, trigger it? <laughs> how many attempts will you make or, or can you make to try to get to that target trigger, whatever it is? The, if you think about a photograph, there are all kinds of things on the photograph besides the main image. You know, it, it may be a um, the lamp sitting in the background, or it may be something else. And we can work with any of the details that seem relevant or that don't seem relevant. Again, as the person is talking, you know, if if you're aware, you know, a lot of this depends on having, you know, a working relationship with the person. But mm-hmm. you can you can hear changes in their energy about different aspects of what they're saying. Right. Uh, and, you know, when when you pick up something that has some sort of charge on you, you say, what was that? You know, or go back to mm-hmm. it or just say, I've got a couple of sentences for you. Let's, let's try it. And, and you're talking about mm-hmm. it from the point of view of the practitioner. True. I'm talking mm-hmm. about it right. from the point of view of the person who's doing it to themselves. Oh, and okay. And both work. Both work. So there's no 
there's no amount, certain amount of time that you can use the sentences in one session. Um, you can use them over and over. Say you, you know, it takes um, five triggers to really hit what's creating the problem. Um, you can keep using those sentences over and over. You can use five or five hundred. So, so, I've never known anybody to yeah. use five hundred. Something though that in what you what you're saying, Randy, I want to point out is that it's easy to get this thing plugged into your ego and try and make something happen and be disappointed if it doesn't happen, so I'll try harder to get the trigger and like that. And that just simply repeats the whole stuff. And this is a very gentle and very subtle process. Remember the the things that I was saying to you between things is Notice what happens. Just observe and see what happens. Don't try and make things happen uh, and like that. It's very easy to get caught up in trying to make something happen. And, and making things this. happen can stop things from, happen, from happening. Yeah. The, the part of us that wants to make things happen is not the part that makes these changes. Well, we didn't mention that. The I in this case... The I is not the little I, the ego. The I is your higher self, your better self, your connection with God. Whatever it is that you see as the core I is the one who's the I of these sentences. Yeah, Willem calls it your essence. Oh, oh wow. Wow. I mean, so this is just so you know, I who so up those. my alley. <laughs> this is so my my kind of thing. Oh, good. I love Welcome it. to the club. <laughs> I love this. I do. I'd love to talk um, to you more about training and how to get yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, because this is just right up what, what everything that I do, you know. Um, yeah. So, uh, well, this has been fantastic. So, if uh, anyone wants to reach out to you, are you doing um, virtual training now or virtual sessions, I mean? Yes. Yeah, we're available on okay. Zoom and on Skype. Okay. All right. That's awesome. Um, and your book is this one for, that we're talking about is Letting It Go, Relieve Anxiety and Toxic Stress in Just a Few Minutes Using Only Words, Rapid Relief with Logo Synthesis. And um, and this was written by Dr. Laurie Weiss. Jonathan, have you written books as well? Uh, Laurie and I co-wrote a book some time ago. Uh, she cons- she considers it her discipline. I consider it hard work. So. I, I, I consider it delight to write and and help the people through my writing. Um, it's really fun. Laurie's the writer. I'm the IT department. Okay. All right. I, that sounds like I, me and I, my I husband. <laughs> I just did a book with Willem about using logosynthesis to relieve anxiety about money. It's called Embrace Prosperity. That's the second one in the series. Very cool. So I love putting this out. I love helping. I love being able to help people without being there in person. Yes. That's got to be. Yeah, it's so fulfilling. It's very fulfilling. Um, yeah, yeah and, and to be able to help people in a way that you never could before, you know, because there's only so much that you can do with psychology and coaching and, you know, and those kind of things. But then there are these levels, these deep levels 
um, that we can't get to. They're they're not rational thoughts. They're not, um, you know, it's not part of the intellectual brain. It's it's deep and it's emotional and energetic. So right. this is um, a, a great solution. Um, okay. Laurie, you mentioned your website. Do you have? Do you share a website, Laurie and Jonathan? Um, we have are you sharing logosynthesiscolorado.com. Okay. Okay. And that's L O G O S Y N T H E S I S. Logo synthesis. Yes. Trademarked name. Okay. And you guys are in Colorado. Yes. Very nice. What's the weather like right now? 39 degrees and sunny. With snow on the ground. Oh, cold, cold, cold. Okay. All right. I'm not not a cold weather person. Anyway. And the leaves falling down outside the window. Well, you know, I'm originally from the Middle East, so from Maryland. So I Uh lived in the cold for 47 years. Um. A lot of snow, a lot, of, a lot of, a lot of seasons, and beautiful leaves and everything like that. But um, now I'm in South Florida. It's a little more. It feels a little more comfortable for me. But anyway, well, I want to thank you so much for responding to um, to my email about coming on the show. And you two have been absolutely wonderful. I, I don't know how often you. you do this kind of thing, but you've done really, really well on the show. And we've covered, I think we've covered a lot, right? I think so. Okay. I think so. Well, I think yeah. you'll be hearing from me uh, and perhaps others Lovely. who are listening to this show. Yeah. Sounds really Lovely. good. I, and I urge people to reach out and do this because so much suffering is optional. Pain is there, but the suffering about the pain doesn't have to be there. It, it can be released so much more easily than it once could. It, it doesn't take a lot. So right. reach out. Start with worry less. It's very easy. It's very non-intrusive. It only takes 10 minutes a day. And that's at my website, LoriWeiss.com. Perfect. Okay. Um, well, I hope you have a wonderful day. Um, I'm very grateful for you being on my show today and sharing this lesson. And um, and I look forward to talking soon. All right. Thank okay, you for the Randy, invitation, thank Randy. You. It's a pleasure. It's been a pleasure to be You're here. You're welcome. Okay. All Bye-bye. right. Have a great Bye. day. Take care. Bye-bye. Thanks. Bye. So Bye. we are out of time today, but if you have any comments or questions about today's show, you can email me at loveyourlife at randyfine.com. Randy is always R-A-N-D-I. May joy and serenity always be We yours. hope you enjoyed today's show. Visit randyfine.com, R-A-N-D-I-F-I-N-E.com. And be sure to sign up to receive updates on the latest blog posts, events, and upcoming shows. Thank you for listening.